All right, we're starting a new series here at the podcast. So I have gone back, and as a request to many of our listeners and even our members, they love to hear the inside stories of our most successful members. And so I've gone back over the course of two weeks and spent all day, all day, doing a batch of recordings with our VIP members, some of our longest term and most successful rehab chiropractic mastermind group members. And I wanted to kick it off today with a very special guy. His name is J.C. Aikenhead out of Chicago, Illinois. He has been with us for, I believe, about a year now. And in that time, and we'll hear it in his story, he's gone from partner associate to starting his own, and he's taken off like a rocket ship. The reason why I'm starting with J.C. is because he is someone who, if you are just getting started or struggling getting your business off the ground, there is no one out there Uh, I believe, more qualified than to talk through how to get your business from zero to being able to feed your family. So JC has a wife, two kids at home, and he started his business from scratch, and he's done absolutely incredible. Um, He is the person, the person uh, that I would put up against anyone, boots on the ground, not coming home until the job is done. He is that guy. Um, He understands how to make relationships. He understands how to get into the community. He understands how to create uh, a niche in golf and CrossFit and all of the things that most of our rehab chiropractic community uh, likes to do. He was an athlete, a pro soccer player, actually. So I love that mentality. We go into that. I think so many people out there uh, that have that athletic background often don't translate it into business. And I resonate with JC because I've always felt that I am someone who takes my athletic career and, and transfers it into the business side of it. Um, beyond that, JC has grown so quickly that he is now in a position where he is starting the interview process to hire an associate chiropractor. And you must stay to the end of the interview because that's where we speak a lot about that. So if you guys are in Chicago or want to live in Illinois or are just looking for an associate position at a world-class practice with a world-class practitioner, JC absolutely is your guy. So many people in our community, they want to be a rehab chiro. And for the most part, they only choose to open up their own practice out of school because there's no other options. And my North Star, all of this Rehab Cairo business stuff is to help our members grow their business to the point that they're ready to bring on associates, grow a team, and uh, build a business. And JC is in that position now. He is literally too busy, too busy to continue to treat patients uh, or to add patients to his schedule. So uh, JC was a business genius in our September live event, he, his talk resonated so much. One of the things I want you to pay attention to and write this term down is business making activity, um, business making activity or money making activity. They can go intertwined. JC uses the term money making activity. Money making activity is basically looking at your current schedule and taking out all of the fluff, all of the BS work that you're doing to be busy and go do things that are going to help your business make money. There's a mindset shift for so many of our members out there that they took into their business and said, between eight and eight, I'm doing money-making activities. And guess what happened? They made more money. I know you're going to enjoy this episode. Uh, JC is an amazing guy, super motivated. You can tell why he's one of the best out there and it will continue to be. And now I'm so excited to watch his growth and um, I'm humbled that he is a part of what we do. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Business School for the Rehab Chiropractor. Class is officially in session. 
My name is Justin Rabinowitz, and I am a rehab chiropractor on a mission to teach you, a fellow rehab chiropractor, the exact tools and systems I've used to build my own successful rehab chiropractic practice so you can do the same. I hope you enjoy, and please subscribe. All right, JC, I want you to start by giving us the number one mindset shift, the biggest mindset shift that you've made since taking Chiropiz 101 and what you think now versus what you used to think. Yeah. The, the biggest mindset shift for me is that uh, I'm actually the conduit that makes money. I don't have to wait for stuff to come to me. I can actually go out and I can find it. And it doesn't always happen the way that I perceive. It doesn't always come from that workshop or that person you connected with to that workshop. You're like, he's hundred percent going to book. But just the fact that I was out there and maybe, maybe a person two or three layers away from that person I met hears about me, learns about me, or saw that I did a workshop that adds some clout, some credit, and they call me. So the thing that I think the biggest shift is that it, you feel helpless when you're just waiting for stuff to come to you. The, the thing that I love about the changing of the mind is that you can get out and you can, you can get it. You can go get it. You can hunt and you can earn. You can, you can rain make yourself. So I love that. And so let's go back now. Tell us when you graduated school, what school you go to, what school you went to and where you practice now. Yeah. So I graduated in 2019 and went to national, uh, university of health sciences now. Um, and now I'm practicing, I have my own practice, specialized performance rehab, uh, currently located in Carroll stream, Illinois. Love that. And so I want to talk about the JC famous money-making activities. So to give the audience background, we brought you up as our business genius of the quarter at a live mastermind event. And when we sat you down to talk through it, the, the thing that resonated most with the audience was when you said money-making activities. And so I'll give you the floor. Give us, a, give us a lecture. Give us a talk. Tell me about what that means to you and, and how our audience might be able to use JC's money-making activities in their own life and practice. Yeah, money-making activities. Um, I, I came up with that from a standpoint of it's really easy to get bogged down in your office on your own just pushing paper and doing stuff that you think is important and it really might not be. When During the business day, when people are out and they're doing stuff and they're engaged, it's a, it, you're more likely to connect with them. So that's when I want to be out and that's when I want to be connected with them. I can save the emails for later. I can save them. I can save the um, scheduling my social posts for, uh, for the evening before I go to bed. But when I have people that are out, out of their house and... Um, in their, in their work environment and ready to engage. That's when I want to be out and that's when I want to be engaging with them. So that's when I'm working to, to take all my meetings, to do all my reach outs, to do uh, like my, um, my physical going uh, cold drop-ins. Um, so that's what, I'm, that's what I call my money-making activities because the more I can, can actually um, culture those relationships, that's when money is actually going to start being made. Uh, so that's kind of an idea behind the money making activities. It's, it's don't, and it's really easy when you're scared to do it. It's really easy to justify. I'm going to sit in my office and I'm going to just uh, fill out all these emails or, or uh, program this patient's homework. When in reality, your time is way better spent just going out there and, and doing the thing that you don't want to do and shaking hands with people, looking looking people in the eye and um, telling them who you are and what you do and how you think you could help their business and help their people. So uh, that's what, to this day, that's what, that's exactly what I do. I save all the crap for the end. Um, and I, I make sure that in the middle of the day when it's prime time, I'm going to do the stuff that's a little bit harder to do. 
So I, I want to make sure that we're clear too, because some people are thinking, well, how do you do that if you're treating patients? But some, the decision yeah. that you made uniquely versus a lot of people that get started is they want to treat anyone at any time, any day. And you from the, the get have two days a week that you do not see patients. So again, talk to us through the genesis of that. And it's one of those things where it's like, don't just say, oh, because I just decided to do it right, because right. it would be easy to say that, but it's just not true because no one does it. So give a, coach the audience a little bit on that, your mindset through that, and then work through that a little bit. Yeah. And it's funny, funny you mentioned this because I had this conversation um, with my wife and my family quite regularly. Um, when I'm treating patients, I firmly believe that that is, that is not me making money. That, that is me delivering um, on the money that I've already made. So that's fulfillment. But the marketing and the sales and the training and everything that I do on my Tuesdays and Thursdays, which I've blocked off completely, um, those, that's what actually makes money. So that's going out and marketing, culturing the relationships, showing up to the gyms, working out there, talking to people. The marketing aspect is what actually makes money. It actually creates that inflow into your business. And obviously, when people pay and they pay up front, they pay that package, you're firm on that, you're, the money's already made. So it's all fulfillment after that. So I actually think my job is, my work is Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's when I actually work, in my opinion, in my mindset. This is, this is when I'm working. This is when I'm hunting. This is when the actual work happens. And the fulfillment is the other, the other stuff. That's the, the Monday, Wednesday, Friday um, get the patients in, make sure they're doing well, give them a great experience, uh, get them their outcome. Um, if that makes sense. It's, it's great. And I want to go chicken or the egg and dive a little bit deeper because this is one of those situations where the problem that most people have, and I would understand is that first of all, they don't believe, they believe the money is made when they treat the patient. So that's mindset shift one, but, but even more importantly, I don't think inherently they have the self-belief that those two days are going to make them money. And so they can't bring themselves to block it out because they, they don't have the conviction that you do or did. So I guess when you decided to block those two days out, did you already know that that was going to make you money or was it a, you're sort of betting on yourself in that scenario? Uh, both really. Um, so I, I set up early on in a place where I, I knew people, but I didn't have any relationships. So I grew up in the area that I'm practicing in now. I went away for a long time. I uh, went to school out of state. I played five years uh, abroad. And um, so I didn't have relationships. I didn't have the relationships, but I like knew of the area. So I knew that I needed to cultivate those. And I also knew that, I mean, I also knew that it if, if I just set myself up for full days, like right now I work 7.37 Monday, Wednesday, Friday, basically. Um, tack on another two days of that. Just see how that's going to go. I'm cooked at the end of, I'm cooking in one day and I need to just dust myself off to go out and do my marketing the next day. Um, that's not going to go well. I'm sure I'd be able to fit more people in. I'm sure I'd be able to do a little something different maybe. I, I did bet on myself because I started with zero started with no relationships. I lost my uh, six-figure job and um, told my wife I was just going to get in the car. I was going to drive. I was going to start meeting people. She looked at me like I had three heads, which I completely understood. She knew I was going through a stressful situation. Um, you know, and I'd come home and I would tell her like, these are the people I met. This is why I did only because I wanted her to know that I wasn't going to the bar. You know, I wasn't like going and doing something like a depressed 
middle-aged 30-year-old man would do after they lost like the job that was floating the family and two kids, you know? So um, it was 100% bet on myself. Uh, And it became, it was something I was very scared to do, very anxious to do. I would sit there in the parking lot and I would slap myself and I get myself pumped up to do it. And now it comes very, very easily. Um, So if, if anyone listening now is thinking, well, I hate that. I'm an introvert. I don't like walking to places unannounced make a game out of it. Right. So ultimately at the very end, I came back with a story every single day. Oh, uh, talk to my wife, Julia, this was hilarious. I walked in, the guy was in a personal training session. He looked at me like I was crazy. I had, I had water on my shoes and I accidentally dripped it all over his floor that he freshly mopped. He made a comment. I said, can I leave some cards? I'm going to go back there though. We just had like a laugh about it because I try to take myself as, as, He's like as little seriously as possible when it comes to that stuff because it lets the personality out and no one wants that that suit and tie guy that's trying to get you to change your 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 electric bill to save you two dollars a month but they're gonna love the guy that's just himself that just shows up that accidentally knocks something over that goes in the wrong door that gets rejected at the wrong door and looks through like that guy is hilarious right so I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to be the guy that just shows up and just like, gosh, you know, crap, sorry, you know, I'll clean it up, you know, and take a paper towel and clean it up. Can I leave some cards? Who can I talk to? Um, they laugh about it. They share a story like this, this clown, you know, but the clown wins, right? Because he's memorable. And that's another thing I try to do too, is I try to bring the confidence and at least make myself memorable. Um, don't want to be the guy that just shows up like like a ghost comes in comes out who was that guy i have no clue oh it was jc yeah it was the guy that asked if he could use the bathroom it was the guy that like um that dropped all his cards on the floor it was the guy that like gave himself a tour even though like we didn't tell him to you know um yeah he's a goofball he's a good guy right i, I talked to him he's a good guy just make sure that you're they know you're not an idiot but um but at the same time, you know, if you can bring your personality out, you're going to win. So I love that. I love that. And uh, the phrase that we like to say internally, which you have as well, is we take we take our work very seriously, but we don't take ourselves very seriously, which 100%. is a, a nice it's a good I think it's a very good cultural uh, thing to have in, in your business. Uh, I have a story like that, as you were talking about making like a crazy one, you would come and tell someone when I first opened in 2015 or 16, I did what I teach you guys. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was like, let me go to all the gyms in the area. And so I saw like a fitness studio, uh, right down the street. So I walk in and you go like around a corridor and I, and I peeked my head and it was dark in there and it, um, it looked like a strip club. And then I look <laughs> and look and there are poles. Oh, and there were nice. women dancing on pole. And I was like, where am I? And it was like in the middle of the work day. And I was like, I'm not supposed to be here. And I like run out and I got back in my car and I like Google it. And it was like a fitness studio where the fitness was pole dancing. And I was like, Oh my God, this is, this is so that was my, a decade I was gonna ago. Say, yeah. You don't want to be at the strip club during the day shift, man. That's, that's a hard, that's a, that's a hard pass. Yeah. Especially when you're not <laughs> expecting it. I mean, it's one thing if, if that's what you're trying to do, but oh my God, I think the place is still open. I follow them on social media, but yeah, that was my come to come to Jesus moment of like, uh, maybe I should do a little more vetting or maybe not. Cause Perfect. I have a good story to tell. Perfect workshop for Ashton coming up. Yeah. It's awesome. I don't see any reason why not. I don't see any reason why not either, to be honest, yeah. I might actually present that to them. Ashton, there you go. Um, so, you mentioned briefly the the you are a soccer player of football uh, overseas five years and I think one of the things you do which is not which is unique and so 
I was not as good of an athlete as you were, but I did play sports. And one of the things I've thought about business that I do naturally is I always try to take the lessons of sports and apply it to business. And many people that I know who are good athletes or weightlifters, they don't have the same mentality, particularly in your situation, that athlete mentality. I remember you talking about how, you know, I get in my car and I'm not coming home until this happens. Like there's no outcome, the, the outcome, I, I'm literally not going home until this happens. And so until you meet five people or whatever the outcome is that you're going to do it. And so maybe again, give us some insight into that mentality of when you are going to your marketing or networking, how you set these objectives for yourself. And then the fact of how you stay disciplined to make sure that they happen. Yeah. I, um, I say it I, very, and very, very seriously. I learned everything, everything I have right now, I learned through sport, to be honest with you. Um, that was a huge part of my life. I put all my eggs in one basket really early. I really did. I, um, I'm actually getting emotional now just thinking about it. Cause it was, it was the biggest part of my life. And, um, I, I had, I had a coach, I had a very, very good coach growing up. I was, I was in this, uh, scenario where I, I wasn't good enough to get drafted, but I was still good enough to play and find a spot. All right. So I had a college career that was checkered and uh got in some trouble that didn't help me either and and so i could still play though and he he looked at me and he said you're you you need to cut your safety net you need to cut your safety net i'm like what what does that mean he's like you're thinking about what you're going to do after what you're going to use for your degree if this doesn't work out then i'll do this and just learning those kinds of lessons from coaches right you got to be all in you literally we with there were practices where the practice would go 30 minutes, 45 minutes long because we couldn't get plays done correctly or it wasn't crisp enough or we couldn't, couldn't get the pattern plate done. And I just adopted that from, from that. I mean, I grew up with a father. He's a, he's a, has a white collar job, but he's a blue collar guy. And it, we were very much like, we're not stopping till work's done, right? When work's done and that's when, that's when work's done. That's when we can go home and have dinner. Um, we, we work and the joy is the work, right? We're blessed to work. So I took all those things and, um, it gave me a very short career. That was fun. I had a great time. I was able to live my dream as a, as you know, eight year old telling my dad, I was going to play pro soccer. Um, and to this day, you know, you get what you put out, you know, or you get, you get what you put into it. So, uh, if I want to be better, I better train, right. I better train, um, because, uh, everyone else is going to be getting better while I'm not, um, I had a, uh, my dad would wake me up. So he glommed on to the, uh, dad, I'm going to play pro soccer pretty early. Right. He, 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 he was proud of that. Um, so as a young kid, uh, eight, nine years old, he would tap me on the forehead in the morning and I'd be sleeping 6am, 6.30am. So early, pretty early for, uh, for a young guy, he would say, he'd say, Hey, the, the, um, the little kid in Brazil right now, he's training and you're not, he's going to take your spot one day. You better get up and get after it. So in, in my mind, this is it's kind of goofy, but there's always a little kid in Brazil. There's always someone coming to eat your lunch, right? There's always someone that's working when you're not. So you better be working. You better be working because if you want to get better, if you want to improve, I have lofty goals, uh, personally and professionally, and I'm always working. I'm always working because I know that if I'm going to, if that's, if this is the business that I want, I need to be there and it's not just going to show up. I'm not just going to so this is not going to, I have to make it. I had, it has to be me. Right. Cause I, cause currently I'm the, I'm the, I'm the visionary of the business. Mm-hmm. So I learned everything from sport, everything I learned. I learned how to uh, deal with disappointment. 
I played in Chile for a year, a year and some. Um, didn't know Spanish. I so went into a new a new thing where I didn't know anyone. And I didn't know the language. I got cut like probably six times within a year. And the thing I'm actually most proud of is that I had my agent telling me, all right, let's just get you back. We'll get you back into Scandinavia. It'll be more comfortable for you. They're going to be more, they're going to be more used to a player like you. We'll find you a fit really well. But I, I didn't want to give, I didn't want me going back being because I got cut. So I said, no, actually, um, I had, I found another opportunity. I'm just going to ride. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go to this one. And that's the thing I'm most proud of. Um, there was no, there was nothing, nothing fun about it. Really. I would, I would drive overnight in a bus eight hours, you know, couldn't get any sleep, leave at 10 at night and be ready to train, you know, get there at six, sleep for 45 minutes and train at eight. Um, that was my life and I loved it. And, um, everything I'm doing here. Yeah. You know, starting a business from zero. Yeah. That's hard going in somewhere new. Yeah. That's hard. Um, but I did it. I'd done it before. I could do it again, right? You can you can repurpose yourself in, in many ways that you want. And so getting no's, not a problem. Not a problem for me because there's a next one coming, right? There's a next one coming. I got a no this morning for a treatment plan. He's the perfect patient. He's not ready. And he literally told me, I'm just not ready to commit to this. I said, perfect. I'll be ready when you are. And in my back of my mind, I said, I also got an email coming at one and I'm going to fucking hammer it. Right. Mm. And I also know that I'm going to go find someone this weekend because I'm doing a workshop. And I also know that I'm going to get on the horn this weekend to all my, my influencers in the area. Like, Hey, how you doing? Everything going well. Did you get this thing I sent you? Hey, anyone in your world that I can help? I'm going to mm. get one from that. Right. There's always a new, and, and I struggled with this early on. You'd, you'd have these, like this lead sheet and you're like, mm, I'm going to make this amount of money. Right never ends up that way. But what ends up is you, you continue to pound, right? You continue to crack the rock and the people that you're sure are going to convert, they don't. And then random people end up floating in, right? And you're ready and you're sharp and they're perfect for you and you're perfect for them and you convert. And so for me, it's always about just that persistence over and over again. And, and that no happens, but I'm going to, I'm going to throw that to the side because I know that I got two more on the schedule this afternoon that are coming in. Right. And even if they don't, I know I'm going to find three over this weekend that are coming in. And even if they don't, I know I'm going to find six next week that are coming in. I don't care. I'm just going to keep going. And, and, and it's, it's a great way to live just in, just in general. Right. Because you can easily get spun out. Like I've gone home, hit the, you know, the, the Buffalo trace and just tell my wife what a bad day I had. What a great husband that is. Right. Awesome. Husband that comes home, and his life sucks, right? Oh, that's not who I'm going to be. That's not who I'm going to be. I'm the guy that's looking forward all the time. All right, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, be knocking those walls down, and I'm going to be knocking on doors. And uh, frankly, um, it's gotten to the point now where I'm actually trying to reel it back in a little bit because you'd have people on the fence in the past, and I was just like, "All right, you're not ready, no problem. I'm here when you're ready," and I will essentially just push them out. So now I'm trying to like reel myself back in a little bit and be like, "All right, let's give them a chance. Let's cultivate this a little bit. Let's find out what their objection is." Because me, just as a personality, I'm just looking, 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 looking at the next one. And I haven't given people a chance all the time. Um, but I think for those that are really afraid of getting no's, I think it's we a really good shift to just go, no problem. I got, I, got, I got 20 more like you that are just waiting to find me or I'm waiting to find them and I'm going to find some. Does that make sense? Uh, it's it's Big phenomenal. Ramble, but no, yeah. no, it's, it's, it's great. And I actually, this is going to be out of left field because I 
I've always been curious about this. And since we're on the topic and I'm sure we'll get a good lesson from it, but so I played, I played football in high school. I played baseball in college, small college, and no one gave a shit. And realistically, like the most people that ever watched me do something was playing high school football in front of five or 7,000 people. And I remember to this day, I don't miss playing baseball, but I still miss football. Now, I think I've been able to translate in my life where I'm more fulfilled now than I've ever been. And I love what I'm doing, but like, it's always the old adage of the pro athlete. Like they finish their career. They never find anything that makes them as satisfied or happy. Um, where, where do you stand on that? This is making me happy. Which part? Going out and attacking. Being is a it, business owner, is it, rolling is it the familiar? Dice. Is that, have you like in your mind made it like I'm doing what I did before just different or is it a new challenge that you're not like talk to me about that? I'm just curious. It's the same. I approach it the exact same. No safety nets, eggs all in one basket. Um, you can tell me no, no problem. I'm going to find something else. Um, you can tell me this isn't going to work. You know, I was talking to someone, they're like, you know, it's a, another business owner in the area. Good, good buddy of mine. Like, I don't know. I might have to close the business. And I'm like, man, no problem, man. Like, wh- why are you stressing about, about that? So I go, oh, what do you mean? It's my business. What happens if you lost your business? I'd go and build another one. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's exactly. Yeah. So, so that was something that was missing my life for sure. When I, when I stopped playing, it was a hard stop. I cut the cord cause I knew if I, uh, my body, I, I was getting old. My body wasn't, wasn't, um, good. And I, and I, I was married at the time. So I was, was my wife going to, going to follow a journeyman pro, uh, around the world. Probably not. Um, so I knew I had to get serious, get, get school done, get into my career. And that was a big hole in my heart for a long time. Just, I didn't have anything competitive. I didn't have anything I was pushing towards. I was always working for somebody else. My life felt very, very boring, very monotonous. Mm. And, um, I'm geared that way, man. I'm geared that way. Uh, 20 years of just thinking one way, right? Good luck reeling that back. Um, so this is, this is my career now and I'm approaching it the same way. I'm, I'm going to prepare, I'm going to train, I'm going to drill, I'm going to go out and I'm going to perform. And then when I don't, I'm going to learn and I'm going to, um, take lessons from everything good, bad, and otherwise. And, um, and for me, it's the perfect place to be as uh, for me as an individual, as kind of a screw loose kind of individual. But <laughs> um, So you, you've, you got out of the gates real quick and, and you've done amazingly well. You've done better yeah. in your business in, in how long you've been in 12, 18 months, 11, 11 months, 11 months. You've done better in 11 months than a lot of people do in 11 years. Like that's, that's a fact. Um, but there's, there's more out there for you, which we know what yeah. currently from like this point forward, what, where do, what are the challenges that you're facing in your business growth? Yeah. Um, big challenges are, um, me hiring, not necessarily the action of hiring, but the action of hiring and training someone and giving them the right time. And I'm very much like a lead by doing kind of guy. I was captain on just about every team that I was on because I was vocal. I was good to get in someone's face, but I was always the guy that was there first. I was always going to give the most effort. And that's not always going to translate into business, especially when we're working with other personalities and people that are not in the same exact like kind of scope, right? Um, they might not be athletes. They might not understand what's going on in my mind. They... They, uh, they might not understand me. So just one, taking the time to 
to train them. That is something I've failed in the past that we're going to remedy and we're going to fix that. And it's, yeah, we're going to go forward. And then also giving people some grace to understand that I don't need another me in our practice. I need someone that's going to do a very, very good job. That's going to hold up the core values. That's going to, that's going to give my patients a unique solution. But at the same time, they don't need to be like me. They don't need to be out hammering, right? Because that's what I do. So if they're more, if a, if a associate's more for retention and is going to do a really good job and, and deliver on the, the service and the outcome, that's, they're going to be perfect for me. But I'm not going to expect them to do, to operate the same level as me. Um, so I think some things that I'm going to, that I'm working to fix and continuing to refine going forward are, um, making sure I spend the right time. Communication is a big one for me that I need to improve. And then, um, uh, training, constantly training, giving some actual accolades, right. Giving people credit when they do something well, not just expecting them to do it. Um, so these are kind of leadership kind of man management things that I, need to continue to refine if I'm going to get where I need to go in business. So I love it. Yeah. I think that's, it's amazing. And and I think the first thing you said, I think you're exactly spot on and both, both of us being dads, I think it's like like that, right? There's you, you, your kids, they say more things are caught than taught. So they'll watch what you do and all of that. But at the same time, if you never spend time with them and you don't like directly do it, but, but if you spend time with them and then you're a complete idiot and asshole the rest of the time, you know what I mean? So it's, it's always both. It's always both. Like at the end of the day, it it probably, I don't know the number 70, 30 of what you said, like it's more of what you do and how you operate that people will follow. And that's how most of it is. But the 30%, which I think a lot of in our world, we get, we get, in trouble is because we are so busy doing the money-making activities and treating the patients, we just physically don't even have the ability or the time to spend the time, whether it's an hour a week in a one-to-one, whether it's a training of, of anything. And, and the, the, the pain that you're sort of going through right now, it's interesting. It's always, and you always hear me say this, um, it's, it's history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. And so for me, I had three or four staff and every day we were together, touch tight, all that, right? Well, then we got to 10 or 12 and I can't be with everyone that much anymore. And so the second layer of employee, well, where's Justin? Like, I don't talk to him. I never talk to him and do all of that. So the same thing that you're facing today of like, I only have time to do this with one. Well, eventually you'll figure that out, but then you get eight or 10 and it's like, now you can't do eight or 10 and you need someone else to sort of do that. And so it's sort of that, that's why you have team captains. Cause there's yeah. one coach. Right. And so if you have 25 guys, it's like he can do a little bit with each, but if he can, the coach can relay the message to the captains and the four captains or three captains can speak to the, you know, the 20 other guys. And so it's very much, you know, similar parallel, I think, you know, in that scenario. And so, um, I, I do, I do think you're on the right track with it of that. It still is the leading the, this first thing, um, you know, the other thing that I would say, and it's just a good conversation and a lot of our audience isn't there yet. And like I yelled at everyone on Mastermind yesterday, don't you dare think that this is never going to apply to you because you don't need to understand this stuff until very quickly you do what you've done. And eight months later, it's like, I guess I need to lead people and you're not yeah. ready for it. Yeah. Um, the other part that I will say in the leadership side is that um, I've always, this is just me. We, we've had staff an abnormally long period of time and I always err on the side of so long as they don't do anything reckless and they are generally matching core values that I give people grace, not only them, but me, 
right? Yeah. Because there have been times where the other person was not performing or doing the thing that they were supposed to. And it's always a two-way street. Like it's always both. And part of it of giving people time is also giving ourselves time because we're trying to figure it out as well. So it's like being a parent. Like the you're like, we all mess it up a lot. Yeah, Hopefully absolutely. our kids stick around long enough to give us a chance to fix it. Now, if we continue to do the same dumb crap over and over, that's a different story. And so I think, you know, again, for me, every single time I've given patience, then I, I've been rewarded with that. And then the last thing that I will say to that, uh, um, I think, and Hannah taught me this lesson. I, I, we So recently we've had to renegotiate, not Hannah's, but some other people's salaries and compensation. And um, Hannah is actually sitting in and observing the conversations. And I asked her her feedback of when I do them. And she said, you know, you always do such a good job of explaining why you're asking what you're asking. Right. Yeah. And specifically around like standards of the business, you know, like little things at our office, like you show up with a logo, you don't park in the front, you park in the back, like little things that are like nitpicky. I have to explain those. I have to explain the why as to why I'm thinking that way and why I'm doing it or else it just comes off as just being a pain in the ass. Yeah. And whenever I would renegotiate salary with her, she did it to me twice. And I reminded it of her. I said, you're the one that taught me that because whenever I would sit down and explain to you the number or how I got there, anything like that. And I walk you through my thought process to it. She would always say, I appreciate you spending the time to talk through it because now I understand. You might not yeah. agree, but I understand. And so like when we're asking people in the business to do certain things, whether it's uh, a silly follow-up or why we just need to go out and do the work or why we need to greet someone at the front or why we need to stand up behind it. It's always explaining of, I want it. This is why we're doing it. Not, don't, it's, it's not dictatorship. It's like, this is what I'm asking. Here's what I think. I'm open to change, but here's my explanation and rationale. And it's always like, you can disagree, but I want you to understand why. So I think that, you know, for you or anyone out there that's trying to deal with or lead people, whether it's at your home or in your office, it's always making sure to understand that we have to have a clear definition as to why we're doing it. And, and then we have a chance to get, to get other people on board. So um, just, just my two cents, just my two Love cents it. on, on Love that. It. Yeah. Um, so for you, um, I, I actually want to talk a little more tactically because you are really truly put it this way. If I needed to get my business to get off the ground as fast as possible, and I looked at a hundred people in our mastermind membership, I would, you would be, I, right now, I can't think of anyone else I'd pick other than you to go out. And I would agree. Thing. You would be the guy, right? So I guess the question for me is other than just the pure put your head down and go, which is the thing, but tactically, niche development messaging, knowing who to go speak to, how do you think about the audience that you're going to speak to? Because again, you can put your head down on the soccer field and go really hard, but if you don't know that you're trying to score a goal, yeah. it's a problem. So like give our audience some more tactics on how you think about who you're going to find. Yeah. So first we got to, we got to have a very clear picture of who we're going to help. So it starts there. Um, people message me on occasion, Hey, how did you connect with these, these types of people. And it gives me like 18 different things, right? So first we just need a clear, clear, very, very clear definition of who we're helping and how we're going to help them. So from there, um, can I get an example? Yeah. So, um, so I had a guy, uh, recently, Hey, I need a really good, um, idea of how to get in with places. I'm like, Oh, you need, you absolutely need to tell me more. Um, well, you know, Tell, tell me about like the gyms 
kind of what you do with like general population or golfers. I'm like, okay, we need to choose one. We, we absolutely need to choose one for, right off the bat, right? So for me, it's very much um, the one kind of relationship that I did have in the area was, was gyms. Um, and in my experience, gyms are, they're, they're more apt to give you access because they're all worried about, 100%, they're worried about retention. Right. We've talked about this a lot. Many people um, have said this. They're 100% worried about retention. So I can help you retain patients or excuse me, I can help you retain clients by keeping them well. So they're not going to the doctor that tells them you shouldn't do CrossFit. It's bad for you. So but that being said, gyms are a little quicker. The, the golf stuff is a little more relationship based in my in my opinion. So what I'm what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get into to the gyms to speak with the head coach, speak with the owner. After that, I'm trying to go to the, the golf uh, courses, the country clubs, and I'm trying to speak with the head pro or general manager. And then I'm also looking for influencers and teaching pros in the area. And then one thing that I started developing early on, there's a constant like, why should they help you? Why can, how can you help them? Just kind of that background like question. So I started like painting a story within our conversation. So I go to a gym and I'd say, you know, I worked in a CrossFit gym for two years when I was in chiropractic school. I had a hard time retaining people for a couple of reasons. And one of them was they would get hurt. And the other one was they just weren't getting any better, right? Like I, if you try to do a muscle up for five years and you still can't get a muscle up, you know, you're, you might be running marathons the next year kind of deal. So what I like to do is help those people continue to progress, right? How does that sound? So now you actually bring up uh you bring up a problem that they didn't think they even actually had. It's the same thing with the golf pros. Uh, so I'll sit down with some, a teaching pro. Hey, have you ever seen someone you just like, you've been working them for so long and they just can't hold those positions. They're like, Oh, well, yeah. And they, they might hit the ball really well for like 20 minutes. And then they come back to you next week. They're the same spot they were before. Does that, does that like resonate? Like, cause that, cause that happens to me all the time. They're like, Oh, well actually, yeah, you're, you're reading my mail. You're describing my exact problem. That's where I come in because you're talking about technique. I'm talking about mechanics. I can give them the mechanics that's going to hold that position. So this person's going to get better, continue to get better. And your lessons are going to stick because they're actually been able to have control around it. So you're painting a picture in their mind of a problem they might be aware of or they might not be aware of. Does that make sense? And so I always like to start with that. And then from there, tactically, uh, it's build the relationship. So people buy people and trust is going to ultimately determine if someone sends you somebody or if people buy from you. So then after I'm showing up, I'm popping in, I'm uh, bringing them, uh, you know, whatever, bringing them a coffee. I have a guy recently, he's, um, he's a manager of a, a baseball facility. Um, I'm doing a workshop. Well, that's another story, but doing a workshop with him uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. Like, hey, did you didn't you tell me you have a golf glove company? It's like, yeah, I have a golf glove company. He sends me the link, so I buy one right away, right? Because there's some trust there, right? It's like this guy sure. just asked me at random. Uh, he's gonna spend twenty five bucks with me, and I'm like, hey, any bulk pricing so I could put this in my new patient box? Wow. So now he's like, oh, this guy's really for me, actually, right? Not not only is he here to like take from my people, right, and make money and give them back, right? He's actually for me. He's gonna buy. He's going to buy these, like whatever it is, these 20 packs of golf gloves, and he's going to put them in the new patient box for his golfers. That's pretty cool. So like any way you can invest a little money tactically as well when going into gyms, 
I always like the first one. Um, go have the conversation. If you kind of get the runaround, I'm making sure I'm buying a punch card, right? Because I'm at least getting 10 more shots at it, mm-hmm. right? I'm getting 10 more cracks at the plate. And, um, you know, I asked him at, you know, three or four, hey, what do you think about that workshop I was talking about? Oh, you know, let's kick it out a couple months. No problem. I'm still going to be here, right? No problem. I'm going to talk to you about it in count my, count my punches in three more visits, right? And if I just get one of those, right? If I, if I spend $200 on a punch card, so I spend two, if I buy two punch cards and I get one, one package out of that, well worth it. Well worth my time. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, um, tactically that's kind of what I do and, um, and just kind of continually build the relationships. I'm starting to learn like the social stuff. So posting, uh, mentioning them in stories. Um, I'm doing a, a year party over here. So I'm going to pay for like a gym membership, like a one month gym membership for like all my community partners. I'm going to pay for some hitting lessons for all my community partners. Spend like, I don't know, two, three grand, right? But I'm giving them business and people are going to come raffle off. They're, they're going to, you know, uh, yeah, they're going to raffle off like these prize packs or right? these gym memberships, stuff like that. So like this guy is like actually pumping money into our business too. He's helping his patient base. Uh, he's pumping money into our business too. He's given us shots at people. He refers us people. Um, he gives us ideas. Like, this is a good guy. This is a community guy. This is who we want to be around. This is the guy I want to send people to. I love that. That's great. And so before we wrap up, um, what would you tell our audience who's listened to this? They've seen my stuff or they hear you talking on the fence about joining our world in Kyrobiz 101? Um, the one thing you've told me, Justin, that resonates with me constantly and consistently is the, the reason why you won't is the reason you should, or the reason why you can't is the reason you should. Um, ultimately I, I can't thank the group enough for you and the group enough for, um, I always had the confidence. A lot of it's, a lot of it's a facade, right? A lot of it's I'm pumping myself up to get something done. But when you get to that, into that mindset of you can go out there and make money and make your time 100% valuable and 100% leveraged, and everything you do is going to come back to you on some level, that's power. That's powerful. Um, that makes you feel actually powerful, actually high value, and actually high level. It's really easy to say those words and not feel it, not mean it. But when you learn the skills, when you learn how to talk to people, and you can actually see your walking across the street and saying hi to someone and that and that ends up with another four grand five grand ten grand in your bank account that's power so if you're on the fence if you're thinking about it i can say that uh it's changed my life it's changed my family's life right because um i wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that i can say that really confidently um there are other things involved right um i do think i do things on a different level than some, but have to have the foundation. You have to know how to sell. You have to know how to market. And uh, ultimately, worst case scenario, you're buying yourself skills that you, that are going to translate to literally anything and everything you do in your entire life. And that's that. an amazing feeling. Well, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. And then before we wrap up, I want to you know, end with expressing gratitude towards you and what I see. You know, you're someone who uh, hard work, I, I resonate with people with where the hard work is the easy part. 
because, and that's someone like in our world with Ashton, you never question his work ethic. And so for me, it's like, I know I can always get close to people like that because when you have to drag people along and I know you've experienced this, it's, it's really exhausting. Um, being in a position where you're at, I, I, I can think and know that your kids watching what dad's doing. I don't know that I would have the balls to do what you've done. And I admire it so much of like taking the leap and the risk when you did with a family that you have to afford and pay for. I mean, that takes a set and your kids are too young. Now one day they're going to be like, Holy shit. Right. One day they will, uh, and they'll see it. And so I, I appreciate that and I recognize it and I see it in you. And, um, you know, I say to a lot of you guys, but I really mean it. You make me look really good. Um, when you, when you listen and even when you don't, um, you, you execute at such a high level that it's, it's easy. And, um, and, you know, I'm always building like you guys are lists of who your clients are that you would want to work with. And you are one of those people that I want to, if I can make my list of 20, you're on that list. And so I appreciate you tremendously. We had fun. Um, and, um, and I want you to know that. And so JC, why don't you tell the audience, uh, where they could find you on Instagram, Instagram, uh, at specialized rehab and, uh, yeah, come give me a follow, uh, talk to BS through the DMs. How far are you uh, from, from, uh, from the Cairo school? I'm close. Uh, in fact, uh, they're going to be seeing a lot of me coming up here. Uh, so I'm, I'm 15 minutes from national. So if Mm -hmm. you're from national, and if you're listening, if you want to work in a practice that is probably the fastest growing practice in Illinois, where there's going to be opportunities upon opportunities, where you can practice the exact way you want, you can learn, you can actually use the DNS, right? You can use the FRC. You can actually use all the skills that you're learning and going to courses with. I have a scenario where I learned all those skills and because I needed to make a paycheck, I ended up in a high volume clinic, just cracking necks. You don't want to do that. I know you don't want to do that. If you're thinking about it at all, if you're looking for an opportunity outside of uh, when you're done with school, please, please reach out to me. I would love to chat and uh, come have you into shadow and take a look at what we do. Love that, man. Well, yeah, if you're out there and you go to national and want to be a rehab chiropractor and you don't reach out to JC, shame on you. That's you're just dumb. So we'll leave on that. Thanks, JC. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you for free. One, grab a copy of my free guide, The Rehab Chiropractor's Checklist. You can get that at go.drjustinrabinowitz.com slash guide. That's go.drjustinrabinowitz.com slash guide. Two, go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram at Justin Rabinowitz, where I post business content. Three, subscribe to my weekly newsletter by sending me an email at coaching at strive to move.com. And four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more influential people and bring those lessons back to you.